0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Tuesday, December the 28th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to discuss a really solid eight-game NBA main slate that locks at 7 p.m. Eastern tonight. Uh, If you were with us yesterday, we came off another winning night. We had some uh, good lineups uh, on FanDuel, some really solid ones on Yahoo!, and uh, got some, some real fire going this last week in both uh, NBA and in the NFL. So uh, if you're new to us, we'd love to uh, have you join us here. We do these podcasts seven days uh, on, for NBA in front of the paywall and three days a week for the NFL. But if you want to get more in-depth, join us at DFSCoachTalk.com. You can go to our website, We just posted a new special uh, last night. It's the first time I'm announcing it here on the podcast. It is to celebrate 2022. So for the first 22 members that sign up, uh, you get two full weeks all-access DFS Coach Talk for $22. So just go to DFSCoachTalk.com and you can sign up right there. Uh, If you are watching on YouTube as we're starting up, please hit a quick thumbs up. If you haven't subscribed yet, hit the subscribe button and give us a quick comment on what you think uh, about the podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, Uh, we love that feedback. And the combination of uh, the thumbs up, subscribe, and comment really helps us move up the algorithm uh, on YouTube. If you're listening to us on any of our audio landing spots, which is pretty much everywhere podcasts can be heard, uh, please give a quick five star rating and a quick comment. If you do those two things on any of those outlets, then you will be put in a drawing that takes place in four days, I believe it is, correct? The 31st. And we'll be doing that, um, and someone will win a free week membership. So, Ah, uh, definitely jump in there. We'll be announcing that uh, here at the end of the month. All right, we're going to dive into this. We're going to get right after today. We've got eight games, massive amount of news as usual. But I will say real quickly, you know, if you're a member, yesterday we had a really nice uh, session in the afternoon where we talked about contest selection and bankroll management, the two key pieces to what we believe is important. For sustainable growth in your bankroll with DFS. And any member that comes aboard, we are going to have those sessions from time to time. I'm also open to set up one-on-ones with every member. I've met with at least half our members in a one-on-one basis. And we'll get you to that point because we don't want you to just win one night. We want you to sustain for a long period of time. Also, we feel that we have the best edge in the industry. That's why we've been taking stuff down and been on fire. The more changes and occurrences in 10-day contracts and COVID sitting, all the crazy things that are difficult to look at to figure out your lineups is a huge advantageous piece for us here at Coach Talk. The reason being is we look at the analytics, the numbers, the crunchers, everything that we need, projections, ownership. And then we hand build a lineup or two every night and that we feel that gives us a massive edge for those that are dumping it into an optimizer and just playing the optimal lineup from there and splitting it a million ways or uh, losing. And, you know, we think without question, with all of these different variances going on, uh, no pun intended there, uh, of the way we're building these DFS lineups that we've got the best uh, in the business, so we'd love to have you come check us out. Again, if you want to join for as little as three days for ten dollars, you can do that. Or if you want to jump on this New Year's special for twenty-two days for twenty-two dollars, uh, we'd also love to have you do that. All right, we're going into this again. When once we jump in, we jump in. We're going to go through all eight of these games. We're going to break them down and give you a good. Uh, opportunity here to get your lineup started. First game on the slate is the Milwaukee Bucks at the Orlando Magic. Milwaukee's favored by 12 and a half. It's a two fourteen total, Milwaukee 113.25, and Orlando 100.75. As far as the game set here, we've got Milwaukee coming in at 22 and 13, the Magic at 7 and 27. Uh, the only guy out for Milwaukee is Brooke Lopez. He's been out quite some time. So very short list for the Bucks in this day and age. Uh, it's the opposite for Orlando. They have everybody, including the ball boy and the guy that mops up the floor, I think, uh, pretty much out. These guys are already determined out. Anthony, Bamba, Carter Williams, Fultz, Isaac, Johnson, Moore, Mulder, Okiki, Ross, and Suggs. So you've got a boatload of guys out uh, for Orlando. So let's, we will dig in and see where the value is. Where's that, where's all that usage going to go? As far as pace goes, Milwaukee is sixth in the league and Orlando is 11th. So that's pretty conducive. Um, And then you've got, from a defensive standpoint Milwaukee is 8th so that's solid Orlando is all the way down to 25th so you know let's talk about this again Milwaukee being a 12 and a half point favorite is a little concerning 214 not a bad number with a double digit favoritism that's a concern you know Milwaukee's got all their main guys Orlando does not so uh, this this is a tough one because there are some great plays in this game But if it is a monster blowout and everybody's going to get even minutes, minutes, then it's a game to avoid. Um, On the Milwaukee side, Drew Holiday at 9-2, Chris Middleton at 8-2, and Giannis at 11-9. You know, they're all good, but I just don't see full minutes coming for these guys in a really undermanned Orlando team. So I'm not going to go to the big dollar guys there uh, at all. Now, a lot of people may jump out and, you know, if it stays just close enough that these guys could completely crush it, uh, it's possible. But too much risk for me in cash and in hybrid, I may throw Giannis into a GPP. Um, as far as the cheaper guys there, you know, you have DeMarcus Cousins at five, one, but Portis is back at seven 7'9". Uh, you know, with Conanton, DiVincenzo now, Getting some minutes again, Grace and Allen. It's just very difficult to go anywhere there on that team and feel good about it. On the Orlando side, I mean, again, they're massively undermanned, but you have some possibilities. Gravit at point is only three six. Gary Harris at five K. Franz Wagner's been terrific at seven two. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. also at eight K has been very good. Um, Admiral Schofield stepped in. Uh, He may start this game. He's only 3-3, but then they do have a bench of guys that I think will play in Hampton at 3-2, probably Gillespie at 3, Mo Wagner's back at 3-1, Robin Lopez, who did a great job for us a couple of games where he started at center at 4-3, and the newly signed Tim Frazier stepped right in and got minutes. So, Bottom line for me, right off of the the gate here, this game could be a total fade for me. At most, a one-off on each side. But just don't like the feel of this game and the potential for blowout. All right, game two, we have the Philadelphia 76ers and Toronto Raptors. Philadelphia is favored by six and a half. It's a 211 and a half total. You have 109 implied for Philadelphia, Toronto 102 and a half. Uh, as far as pace in this game, Philadelphia is 29th and Toronto 21. So we need to let that simmer a bit and see, you know, this for a, two 11 and a half, not a great total, very poor pace. But the defense for both these teams is below average at 17 and 18. As far as the game set here, Philly 17 and 16, Toronto comes in at 14 and 16. Guys that are already determined out for Philadelphia are Drummond, Green, Milton, and Simmons. For Toronto, it's a much more extensive list. You've got Bonga as probable, but then you have three very important guys as questionable. So we're going to need this news for sure. And it's a 7.30 start. Milwaukee, Orlando is the only 7 o'clock game. So hopefully we have this news by lock. If not Certainly a ton of opportunity to swap with it being uh, the second game scheduled. But the, the questionable guys are Kem Birch, Pascal Siakam, and Gary Trent. Again, you know, key guys in their rotation. We already know these guys are out. Achua, Ananobi, Barnes, Champagne, Dragic, Flynn, Johnson, and Van Vliet. So again, just massively crushed. Uh, all the way around there. Um, let's talk about this rotation a little bit and see if we can find something here that makes sense. Tyrese Maxey and Curry, Tobias, Harrison, and Bede, those guys are safe minutes-wise. <clears throat> if the game stays close enough, should do real well. Maxey at 6'4", and Curry at, at 6'5", seem uh, a, a fair price, especially Maxey at the lower number. Uh, it's different with the two bigs, though. Tobias at 9K now. And if you want to pay all the way up for Joel Embiid, he's 12-1. So that's going to be uh, a you know a tough call there. I'm not leaning that direction at this point, uh, but certainly he could have one of his monster games. So something to really keep an eye on. Toronto, again, we need to know if Birch Siakam and, and Trent are going to play. Everything is surrounded about that. I mean, those guys all would be in play uh, if they did play. If they don't, you got guys that are cheap that are should do very well. Banton at 4K, uh, uh, Watanabe at 5.3, Boucher at 6.2, Svi McCaluk at 4.9. So those are really the four guys I'm focusing on if uh, the other three are knocked out. If they're in Siakam certainly is a good play, but he's 9-4, and he has to face Embiid in the interior. So not the first place I'm going to go. Uh, but I think it would be worth looking uh, at uh, Trent uh, specifically if uh, those other guys, uh, if they're in. Okay, game three, Washington and Miami. That's the other seven thirty game. It's Miami minus six and a half, 208 and a half total, 101 implied for Washington, 107 and a half for the Miami Heat. Washington comes in at 17 and 16, Miami at 21 and 13. Injuries and questionable tags here, questionable on Bradley Beal, that's huge. Also, Rui Hashimura, questionable. We already know that Bryant, Caldwell Pope, Gill, Holiday, and Neto, are out. For Miami, we have questionable tag on Tucker. The guys that we know are out are Bam, Dedman, Lowry, Morris, and Oladipo. So a lot of news here and a lot of shifting around. Um, As far as the statistical look here, we have Miami on the first night of a back-to-back. So that confuses things even a little bit more uh, in this mix. Pace-wise, terrible. Washington 24, Miami 28. So that is a deterrent. And defensively, Washington's down to 22. So I think Miami should be able to take advantage of that. Miami's still a top 10 as the seventh best defense. Uh, As far as Washington goes, if Beal's in at 10-4, certainly a possibility. Although Jimmy Butler is back, and I assume that he's going to guard Bradley Beal. So that would be a certain deterrent there. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie's up to 6'8 again. He uh, put in a great game the last time out. If you want to go 6'7 Kuzma, that makes sense. Kispert's 3'7. He got there the last time after a slow start. Uh, Somebody worth considering. He seems to be getting starters minutes over Denny Avdia. So that's a plus. After that, the rest of the bench... uh, uh, not that great. I will say, though, that now that Montrezl Harrell, uh, as of this morning, has gone into COVID protocol, Daniel Gafford lights up on my board. Gafford, definitely a pay down center option uh, that I'm strongly looking at today. He's only four He'll get some of that extra time with Harrell out. And Miami's got really a banged up interior. So he could be one of the better plays. Yes, he'll be pretty chalky. But uh, one of those value chalk guys uh, that I think are really worth getting to. On the Miami side, you certainly can go to Jimmy Butler. He's been out a while. 9-3 is a big number, but he is certainly capable of always getting there. Uh, interest in some of the cheap guys really here. You got Vincent at 5-7, Robinson at 5-1, and then Yurt saving the, the rookie big man at 4-8. Uh, those guys are all in play for me as well as Tyler Hero and Max Struess. Those two guys, if they come off the bench, you know, which Hero normally does, uh, they're 6'8 and 5'4 respectively. Struess may find a way to get in that starting lineup. Probably not, though, with Butler back, but we will see how that pans out. He certainly has been getting to his number uh, pretty much every game. Excuse me. So even though it's only a 208 and a half, total. I do like uh, some guys here, and I will have some exposure uh, in this game. It is not a fade game. How about the next game, though? A a cool exact 20 points higher on the total. So we jump right into the Lakers and Rockets. It's the second night of a back-to-back for Houston, so that is a concern for guys like uh, Porter and Green just coming back, getting into it. Christian Wood on a back-to-back is a little bit more of a veteran. Lakers are on an island game, but a 228.5 total is beautiful. The Lakers are only favored by five. Implied total for the Lakers, 116.5, 111.75 for Houston. Coming into this game, you've got the Lakers at 16 and 18, Houston at 10 and 24. We have a probable tag on LeBron. I'm pretty sure he'll be in. Guys that are out for the Lakers, Ariza, Bazemore, AD, Nunn, Reeves, and Rondo. For Houston, we've got probable tags on that young backcourt of Porter and Green. The guys that are out are Augustine, Martin, Matthews, Tate, and John Wall. So let's take a look here. We've got uh, some definite possibilities uh, to roster. You've got fantastic pace. Lakers first and and uh, Houston fifth. Best pace of the night. And then defense, nothing to write home about. Lakers down to 11. They had jumped into the top 10 for a bit. Houston second to the worst defense in the entire league. So where do we go here? Do You pay up for Russell Westbrook at 10-2 who's been god-awful, but we know he can be god-awful and put up a triple-double. It's sort of bizarre, but it's possible. So he's a consideration, no question. Uh, or do you go to LeBron at eleven three? He's obviously really taken that team over uh, since AD went down, and he's a strong buy-up possibility. If you want to go on the cheap for the LA side, you could go uh, THT at 5-8 or Dwight Howard at 4-7. Malik Monk's been on fire off the bench at 4-1. Uh, those guys are all strong possibilities. On the Houston side, you know, I'm not sure exactly what we're going to get out of Porter and Green. The duo had been out and now coming back. And uh, Porter's 7-7, which is a bit much. Jalen Green is 4-7. So you can at least think about that one. Um, Certainly Eric Gordon at 5-5, but he is going to lose some usage and shot attempts. Um, We faded Nawaba to our... Uh plus side yesterday. I again don't want to go Nawaba's direction. Uh Christian Wood at 8 5 if he's playing unlimited minutes. I think he's a reasonable play here for sure. Uh Zendun off the bench at 5 5. Josh Christopher at 3 8. Possibly. He's another guy with Nawaba that got some false ownership yesterday. And then you got a lot of their guys mixing in there with Brooks and Tice. Uh uh, Queen played quite a bit at three-two for Houston, so Queen's probably going to be the uh, GPP darling for a lot of people today, and get a lot of that usage that went uh, to Nawaba and, or I'm sorry, ownership that went to Nawaba and uh, Christopher. So I'm not particularly comfortable with with any of those guys. Uh, if I want to, if I pay up, it would be for Porter, Green, or Wood. Okay. Next game, we're getting to that eight o'clock. So, oh, it's actually the second eight o'clock game. Uh, Lakers and Houston are also at eight. And we have after this one, Cleveland and the Pelicans, uh, another eight o'clocker. But this one is the New York Knicks and Minnesota Timberwolves. Knicks are favored by four and a half. It's a 212 and a half total. Knicks 108 and a half implied, 104 uh, for the Minnesota Timberwolves. You have two teams here on the second night of a back to back. So that is very interesting. Definitely shuffles the deck a bit. You've only got a 212.5 total. Uh, but there's it's, this is going to be an interesting one. Uh, as far as the game set on this game, you've got the Knicks coming in at 15 and 18, Minnesota at 16 and 17. Um, we have uh, probable for Sims. And then questionable for Knox and McBride, three guys out for the Knicks, House, Noel, and Rose. For Minnesota, we have a, a probable tag on Patrick Beverly. And then we have a bunch of guys out and some key ones at that. How about Edwards, Prince, Reed, Russell, Towns, Vanderbilt, and Wright? So they are shellacked here uh, injury-wise. Um as far as the rotation and what it looks like for this game, you know the nice part about it is uh, we've got decent, really middle of the level as far as pace and defense goes. Minnesota's twelfth defensively. Uh, the Knicks twenty. I'm sorry. The Knicks are twelfth in pace. No, I, I'm still getting it wrong. <laughs> Reset. Minnesota twelfth in pace. The Knicks 25th. We know they play slow. Defensively, we have Minnesota 13th and the Knicks 19th. So, middle of the road, nothing gained, nothing lost. But we do have two teams again on the second night of a back to back, maybe tired legs. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Kemba's at 6'9, certainly in play. Um, Julius Randle's 10'5. If you want to go up that high, there's a lot of other options. You can go to off the bench. I'm not real interested uh, in, you know, maybe Mitch Robinson at 4-9 based on the fact that Minnesota's interior with Towns and Reed are out. Uh, So really, those three guys on the Knicks side, I think, are in play. Uh, Minnesota, I think, you know, Malik Beasley at 5-4 is is cheap and with nobody else to go to, really. Uh, He may be a fantastic play here. Jaden McDaniels also at four eight, I think is the other guy that's going to see the most impact with usage. We utilized him last night and he got it done. And then the guy that that brought it home last night for us, I don't see why not, you know, to go right back to him. Nathan Knight is only 3.2 and he just destroyed. I think he was almost, uh, I think he was like 12 X, 14 X, something stupid, um, so it's hard to get away from him. He's going to be massive chalk uh, at that 3.2 number for the minutes in usage and the and the high level that he's playing at, and deservedly so. So somewhat of a free square, but we will you got to take some of those free squares when they pop up, no doubt about it. All right, three games left. We have the last eight o'clock game, as I said, and then we have the two late night sweat games, both at 10 o'clock Eastern. The other eight o'clock game. Is Cleveland in the Pelicans? Cleveland minus five and a half, 214 total. You've got a 109.75 implied for Cleveland, 104.25 uh, for the New Orleans Pelicans. As far as coming into this game, you've got, uh, let, uh, let's see here, Cleveland at 20 and 13, Pelicans at 12 and 22. Uh, injury designations Okoro, questionable. Uh, guys that are out already, Allen, Davis, Mobley, Osman, Stevens, and, and Windler. So a lot of guys out for Cleveland. Somewhat similar, but not quite as bad for the Pels. You have Josh Hart, questionable, which is a big piece of news. Uh, Jonas Valachunas is probable. Uh, Brandon Ingram is doubtful. So I am not including him in any of my projections here early on. And the guys that are definitely out are Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Luzada, Marshall, and my buddy Cheeseburgers Williamson. So we've got some some different looks here in both of these lineups. Where is this ownership going to go is a great question. Um, As far as pace goes, middle of the road here, Cleveland 15, Pelicans 18. Uh, As far as uh, defense, though... Cleveland is third, so that is certainly something to be heard. They, they are winning with really good defense. Pelicans, sort of the opposite. They are 26th in the league defensively, so certainly something to take into consideration. Um, as far as the Cleveland side, you know, you've always got the guard options of Garland, although he's 9-9, which is a little too rich for my blood. Rubio at 6'4" is a little high also. Uh, better deals, I think, on Markkinen at 5'9", Wade at 3'8", Kevin Love at 6'7", who's been shooting the ball really well lately. Um, after that, it's just a, a bench of really 10-day signing kind of guys. So I get it. Garland's going to have monster usage and have to score big. Pell's play decent, uh, or t- terrible defense. So Garland is, uh, you know, I get it if you want to play him. Just I cannot uh, swallow the 9-9. Nine nine. I'd rather go to a secondary guy that I think is going to get a big influx of shots. So I'm leaning more towards Markin and Love in this matchup. Uh, but there are definitely some strong points uh, to be had. If the Pels keep this close, which they could, it's only a 5.5 spread, um, you could get some big games from some Cleveland guys and really uh, have it a necessity uh, to have them rostered. On the Pell side, you know, Josh Hart playing or not playing is very important because he has been terrific. He's gets stats all over the place in every category. Uh, but let's say he does play without restrictions at 7-3 as a mid-level guy. I think he's playable here. I really do with all the guys out, with Ingram out, because he's been getting those 7-8 X numbers with Ingram in. So uh, I really want that news on Hart. I think Herb Jones becomes uh, a smart play here at 4K. He has shown in the past when multiple guys are out, he's willing to step up and take on some of that scoring and more of an active role. So if Hart's out, I'm looking at Jones. If Hart's in, probably going to stick with him. The guy that I have a lot of interest here in is Jonas Valachunas, though. He's probable to play. I've got him marked in. I know he's 9'7". But I feel like spending nine seven on him in this position, as opposed to the nine nine on Garland, is wise. Um, center is not jam packed like it has been recently, as far as I'm concerned. On the pricing wise, and I think Jovell has the potential here for one of those twenty and sixteen style of games. Even though Cleveland plays great D, and uh, you know their pace has gotten better, I think there'll be enough opportunity for him. And Kevin Love's not, you know, a true center uh, anymore. So they really don't have a big. If they bring Taco Fall in, Joe Val will snap him in about three pieces as he's dunking. So uh, yeah, Joe Val's high on my list. I think he's a great play. I don't think he's gonna be super overowned either because of his price, but uh, he is definitely on my radar today. All right, last two games. We have two 10 o'clock games. Remember. If you want to join us, dfscoachtalk.com, sign up for that new uh, new year's special, 22 days for 22 bucks for, I'm sorry, two weeks for 22 bucks for the first 22 players. Lots of twos in there. Uh, but that's what we're going with. So you know, take advantage of that opportunity. If you just want to dip your toe into the Coach Talk waters here, uh, 10 bucks for three days. You'll get all of our action uh, today, tomorrow, and Thursday, all kinds of uh, NBA action. Next week, we have PGA starting back up. Really excited about that. And then, of course, all of the NFL action these last two weeks of the regular season and the playoffs. All right, the two 10 o'clock games. The first one is the Oklahoma City Thunder and Sacramento Kings. Sacramento is favored by five and a half. A nice healthy 221 total, 107 and a half implied for the Thunder, 113.25 for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, the game set on this one. We've got Oklahoma coming in at 12 and 20, Sacramento almost the same record at 13 and 21. Uh, not too bad of a list here for either one of these teams. So it makes an, an intre- interesting game that way. It is the first night of a back-to-back for the Thunder. Not that that really seems to matter much with all their youngsters, uh, and it is an island game for the Kings. Uh, Baisley, Mann, Pokacheski and Robinson Earl are out. So the Thunder actually have been hit. They have been nobody out recently, so there's four rotation guys that are out for the Thunder. For the Kings, it's Alex Len should be back. He's uh, probable to play. Davion Mitchell and Queda are both listed out for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, regarding pace of play, wonderful here. Second fastest on the board. Oklahoma City ninth, Sacramento second. So that is certainly something to dive into. And defense is poor. Uh, Thunder 16th, just a little bit below average. And Sacramento all the way down to 28. So it makes sense here. The totals fair, the, you know, the defense and pace is fair. The injuries aren't that bad. You know, possibly a, a very, very key game on this slate that might go a little bit overlooked. I think you have to consider the two point guards right off the bat. Shea at 9-5, Fox at 8K. Halliburton is actually blown by Fox now and is 8-9. So you've got three pretty expensive prices there, but all three of those guys could do very well. Uh, it certainly takes the luster off with Fox and Halliburton, both at those prices, to choose one or the other. Um, but I think Shea may be the better play here uh, of those three just because of the usage and what he's going to get done. I'm going to make sure we check uh, on his uh, if there's any minutes, restrictions of any kind. Uh, we want to make sure we're going to get a full run. If you're going to pay nine five uh, for him, so keep keep a look in our Discord. We'll be posting that information uh, as the afternoon goes on. You've got that option of John Giddy at seven, Josh Giddy at seven six, Lou Dort at five five. Uh, Derek Favors is back, and he's only three five. Not crazy about him, but have to mention him because should get decent minutes. After that, that, a lot of bench guys, a lot of rotation, really sticking mainly to uh, Shea and possibly if it fits either Giddy or Dort. On the Sacramento side, like I said, Fox and Halliburton are very tempting. Their prices are a little tough. Barnes has now jumped back up to 7-1, so he's not as popular as I'd like to see. Um, we do have the return of Rashawn Holmes, who is, has been out somewhat and it's given some Really good uh, interior minutes to Metu and uh, Thompson, Bagley, uh, and Damian Jones, but all those guys are playing. So that is, you know, share share time is not good time for DFS. Uh, Metu at 5'9. Rashawn Holmes is only 5'6. So is he going to get full run? I'm not really anticipating it here, but, you know, we're going to dig in on that. Uh, Healds, uh, price has risen a bit at 6.9 uh, when we had a bunch of these guys out. So great game here. I'm a little worried about the pricing for Sacramento. I think it's inflated because of so many guys were out and they a lot of these guys smashed. And you even have Terrence Davis, who's heavily back into the rotation here at 3.7. So, you know, GPP-ish more for Sacramento. I do want some exposure to this game, though. I do think it's sneaky, and, you know, one or two guys here I think is is necessary. All right, let's finish the slate up. Game number eight, the final game of the night, it's 10 o'clock. It is Denver Nuggets at Golden State Warriors. Golden State favored by seven, 216.5 total, 104.75 implied for Denver, 111.75 for the Golden State Warriors. Denver comes in at 16 and 16. They're fighting for their lives to stay in the playoff hunt. Warriors, of course, at 27 and 6, looking good. As far as the information here, we have probable tag on um, Monte Morris. We have questionable on Aaron Gordon. And then we've got um, probable on Bull Bull as well. Two guys out. That's Howard and Murray. Uh, So, you know, most of the main guys in the run there. Um, For Golden State, Iguodala is probable. But we do have some key guys out, including Draymond Green, Damian Lee, uh, Moody, Poole, Thompson, and Wiseman. So, you know, more usage back to Steph uh, again, which he's been producing but he's certainly going to get a lot of defensive attention. Statistically wise, pace of play here, Golden State is 7th, Denver 20th. Golden State, of course, is the number one defensive efficient team in the league. Denver all the way down to 21, not defending, and that's why they're just hovering at 500. So the big question is, late night game, you got your two probably biggest superstars on the slate in this game. Do you pay up for either one of them? The Joker is twelve four, Curry is eleven five. That's the big decision because you do have a few other uh, pay up guys throughout the day. I have not made that decision yet, and normally I, you know, I'm able to give more of the input on these higher price guys on uh, the podcast. But there's so many changes that take place during the day right now, and I haven't really anchored down to who I want to pay up for. Uh, just, you know, to give you a quick reminder, the guys above 9K that I think you have to consider, Giannis at 11.9 and to at 12.1. I know this is no, you know, surprise information to anybody, but just so you know, the there's this many to you really have to consider as you come to that late pairing. Then you've got um, Jimmy Butler at 9.3. Bradley Beals, 10-4, Westbrook at 10-2, LeBron at 11-3. You can go Julius Randle at 10-5, and then uh, Darius Garland, 9-9, Jonas Valachunas at 9-7, Shea Gildas Alexander, 9-5, the two, Fox and Halliburton, are almost up to 9K, and then that leads us to these two big payups, so there are a lot of decisions to be made. Definitely going to be a stars and scrubs slate again, like every slate is since we've entered this COVID protocol world. But the Joker at 12-4 and Curry at eleven five. 5 I mean, it'd be awesome to have those two guys uh, to lean on in that late game. Uh, but again, the time of the game doesn't matter. It's who are your best plays. Um, really, for me, it's hard to want to take the Joker because that 12-4 tag against the best defensive team in the league because they just have such good schemes. But here's the difference. No Draymond Green. You take Draymond out of that defensive setup, and I believe they go from first to about maybe 12th. So that changes everything for me, and it does bring the Joker back into play. Right now, I'm leaning to him over Curry, but again, Curry could be phenomenal. I mean, the Golden State team doesn't have any of those other shooters that they normally have. So I could absolutely understand why you'd want to go there because the probable starters right now with Curry are Wiggins, who we know has played well recently, Porter Jr., who stepped up, Kaminga, Looney, and then we have Gary Payton, who's done fairly well, Toscano Anderson, Bialica, Iguodala, who is probable. So they still have some guys. They're nine deep. And, you know, the question is, do you want to go mid priced with a Wiggins like 6'8", or do you want to go value with a guy like Porter at 4'9", or Peyton at 5'? I mean, those are options. Uh, on the Denver side, though, it's a little more clear for me. It's It's, you know, and it's been that way for like the last four games. For whatever reason, the pricing and the way it falls, it's somewhat the you know, Joker or bust. I don't really want to spend the 4 8 for uh, Morris. 6K for Barton is fair, but he's going to get Andrew Wiggins' defense. And he's also, you know, against the best defensive team. Um, I don't know if you get enough minutes out of a 3 9 Jeff Green. It's possible. We don't know if Aaron Gordon's going to play. So we need to find that information out. That could bring somebody like him or Kanchar into play, uh, or even Bones Highland. So let's follow this game as the day goes on. The nice part is, uh, if you want to roster either the Joker or Curry, especially on the sites where you can put them in a position, you can swap easy. Uh, if you If you decide on one or the other based on the other news, you can make that late change. And again, You know, I mentioned it before to our members uh, yesterday, and I think I even mentioned it on the podcast here. You know, this is uh, no time for the weary in DFS NBA. You have to follow the news throughout the day. Let us do that work for you here at DFS Coach Talk. You'll be in our Discord 24-7, getting that information once you sign up. Uh, And then you have to be ready that one hour before lock to really get set to make some changes. Remember, we give out a really unique DFS coaches clipboard on DraftKings, which gives you the five main players, your core, and then a bunch of other guys to choose from, full cash and GPP lineups on Yahoo and on FanDuel. So we'd love to have you join in. And then again, the last piece is you you can't just shut the computer off as the games begin because there's a multitude of changes uh, people in and out, you know, restrictions, etc. As the evening goes on, and we gotta follow those. If you notice the the big takedowns recently, there's been some late swap, uh, really being able to move up to a better player with better usage, and we'll be following that as the card goes. And the nice thing is tonight you've got that big spread of games, eight games, all on the main slate on all three starting from 7 p.m. Eastern all the way to 10 p.m. So very good card. Really excited to get after it. uh, Really excited to keep this hot streak going. And uh, definitely would love to have you join us. So appreciate you listening in on this Tuesday. Normally Tuesday is my day off, but Mr. Hansen is traveling. So he'll be back here later in the week. But uh, I hope this really helps you. Put together some takedowns and let us know about it. Uh, throw us something on Twitter. We're at DFS Coach Talk. I am at Joe Sarvati. J O E S A R V A D I. Uh, let us know. We we love to show some love uh, when we have some of our winners posted. Double love there makes me want to play Kevin Love today. So we'll leave us leave on that note. It, it's a Love Tuesday. That's all there is to it. All right. Thank you again. Appreciate it. And we'll certainly be back again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS.